podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the first Wisdom Cricket Daily podcast on the fourth India-England test at Ranchi. Another brilliant day of test cricket on one of the spiciest, if not the spiciest pitch of the series so far. England did very well to recover from 112 for five at lunch to 302 for seven at the close. I'm Yazran and with me today is Phil Walker. A very eventful first day to say the least. Zach Crawley got England off to a flyer before India's debutant Akash Deep dismissed every member of England's top three in a sensational burst in his first spell as a test cricketer. Bairstow counted before lunch, but both he and Stokes also fell before the interval. The England captain out to a P-roller that didn't get off the ground at all. The second session was played at a completely different rhythm as Root and folks slowly accumulated without much alarm, batting through the entirety of the session on the most part against Ashwin and Jadeja. Folks well for 47, just after hitting Ashwin for 16 runs in an over, while Hartley and Robinson both offered Root valuable support as the former England captain brought up his 31st Test 100. Phil, one yeah. hell of a day. Um, it felt like the root knock was like one really long apology letter for that shot at Rajkot. Um, he's played some uh, amazing test hundreds. We've seen some great test hundreds this series, but this was very different to the ones we've seen so far. Possibly an apology letter. Also a little bit like um, Leonardo DiCaprio in The Wolf of Wall Street, when he looks out at all his people, he says, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. And the place starts to get more and more frenzied as they see that this man is not for turning. Uh, and while his his more extravagant shots were put in the locker, ostentatiously put in the locker, um, it was entirely commensurate, obviously, with the, the state of the game, state of the pitch as well. You can't get too funky when, when the ball is scuttling along the floor half the time. Uh, yeah, look, I loved his reaction. I loved it. Because normally there's a bit of the fist bump, the jump in the air, there's the big root smile. There was none of that whatsoever. Uh, Stokes did all the emoting for him. Mm. You know, Stokes was was overflowing really on the balcony. But Root, he was all business today, all business. And sure, there is that sense of a kind of rebuttal to the to the the naysayers, but also perhaps to himself. There is that narrative that can swirl around it. I think that's maybe slightly simplistic overall. You know, he's a great player who's had a, who's had a few bad games. We said this last week. We're not being wise after the event. He's a great player who's had a few bad games. The timing of that reverse scoot was was iffy. It wasn't a percentage shot. The game was on a knife edge, and it didn't didn't work out for him. And he, you know, on balance, he, he will regret that. There's many players who have thrown their hands at a wide one and regretted playing that shot. Mm. Um, what he's done today is. Um, what marks him out as one of the greats. He, he, it reminded me of a Kohli innings, a Kohli innings in India in a pitch which is a little bit up and down. He ran hard. His defence was immaculate, beautiful, really. Anything on his pads, there were runs. He didn't try and overhit it. Didn't throw his hands too wide. The, you know, you can count the number of shots through that mid-off to backward point on one hand. Um, play, play, <clears throat> excuse me, played within himself uh, and played the situation... Perfectly, it's one of his best hundreds in mm. his in his career because of the state of the game and the, and, the, and the series. Even though England have been up against it for the last three or four weeks, they have now peeled off three landmark knocks. Really, when you think 
about Pope, Duckett, and now Root. And while Roots is is simply a return to the form, to the version of Root that everybody knows and reveres, nonetheless, these are these are innings that will be remembered for a while after after the event. Whatever happens in this series, uh, these are innings that England in, these players can be very very proud of, and Root in particular. Uh, because he's ticked off another couple of milestones today, more fifty, more fifty-plus scores than anyone in English Test history, ninety something, or eighty-nine perhaps. Um, and without him, England would be sunk. Without that knock, and he would have known that at lunch as well. He would have known that there will be some doubtiness at the other end if he's lucky. But he he knew that if he played a bum note at any point for the next three or four hours after lunch, then England was sunk in the series. Mm. That's how significant that knock is. There are quite a few stats around Root's average um, when he plays the reverse scoop when he got out in the last test match. But how's this for one? Every time he's been out playing the reverse scoop in a test match, he's got 100 in the next test match. Is that right? The only time he got out previously was in Mount Monganui, next test match, when he said he was struggling to find his own rhythm in and amongst all the basketball stuff. He gets 150 not out. Um, do, you think, do you think people are going to say, well, it sort of proves our point then? Um, well, there are a lot of people I thought afterwards saying, oh, that shut people up. But I sort of thought, well, th- this was, um, I, I really get angry or really pissed off when, when England players go out or, or when, when things happen in the cricket field. But the root dismissal in the last test match did annoy me because actually, because not just of how good he is, but how good he was playing that day. Um and, you know, we've seen Root score lots of hundreds in these sort of conditions or similar conditions before. Uh, we've seen him score huge knocks in in the subcontinent. But I thought it was fascinating because I thought his method was quite different to what we've seen it before. You know, right. we've seen him score hundreds where uh, the sweep may, is, is his most productive shot. He barely played a sweep shot today. Barely played, this is to the spinners, barely played reverse sweep against the spinners. Um, I think he was on 70 odd when he first unveiled one. Um, and there's a great piece in the coverage showing that um, more than usual, he was deciding whether or not to come forward based on the line of the ball rather than the length of the ball. Because and we'll, and we'll get to this later, um, but there was a lot of inconsistent bounce even in the second and third session. So basically, anything straight, he would. Um, I guess his trigger would be to to, to press forward, mm. and then he would adjust last minute. So there are a few quite awkward defensive shots that are back of a length, but they're straight. Where he's leant forward and then seeing that actually the bounce is normal, then defends it, and then he'd sort of press the other way to anything outside the line of either off stump or leg stump, rock rock back, look for the single to the offside. Um, you know, didn't didn't score many boundaries in the innings. He played very, very straight. Um it it was a yeah, I he, if if you're ranking his hundreds, because Ben did a piece um three hundreds ago for Root. Um and he's got the huge ones in Asia on on, on pretty good pitches. He's got the ones where he's perfectly good. He's ba- he basically perfect on very good pitches. Mm-hmm. Lords, 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 lords. Uh, uh, Edge Baston against Australia last year. Uh, Trent Bridge against Australia in 2015. He's also got the hundreds um, like in 2021 where he's the only one doing it. Um, this felt like quite a good combination of, of all of them. And obviously it could be a long way to go. And I think it's one of those innings that would be easier to judge in three or four days time, depending on the match situation but I, 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 think I, think, it, I think it is properly right up there yeah I think it's a brilliant shout that um the, the the greatest innings that he's played the greatest single hundred innings that he's played away from home was probably the Palakelli knock um when he was captain and they went to Sri Lanka and they won mm. uh that was on a ragging turner but he swept and he swept and he swept uh 
today he chiseled and he nudged and he nerdled. Uh, and it's all the more impressive for that. You know, the great players have clarity. They don't just have sort of deep reservoirs of self-belief. They can go to the well more, more than your average players. But they they just assess the, the conditions perfectly. And he would have recognised, Joe, that there was obviously a couple that were scuttling and there were a couple that were bouncing. There was one that smashed him on the glove actually mm. off Ashwin towards the end of the day or maybe an hour or so out from the end of the day. And he was he could feel that and he was shaking his hand for a good five, ten minutes afterwards. So he was mindful of that. Uh, and so, as you say, he played ramrod straight and he played late. Um, and even though they packed the leg side field against Ashwin in particular, he, he was there was a serenity to how he played today. Mm. Um, and look, for all that there's a lot of piss and wind around the Joe Root story and there's a lot of hysterical articles being written by people who should know better in the light of what happened last last week. Nonetheless, in the end, it is a fair comment that Joe Root is at his best when he plays that kind of tempo cricket. Mm. And he, he never scores slowly and he never gets bogged down because he's one of the great manoeuvres of, yeah. of a field that there's ever been. It also reminded me of, do you remember in 2016 when it was peak root conversion chat and he he was, he looked like a million dollars, but he wasn't getting the significant scores that he probably should have been getting given how well he was playing. And I think just as that conversation reached its peak, he then reels off 250 against Pakistan. You know, he has done this before where, you know, there are not often murmurings about how he goes about things, but when there have been in the past, he actually does respond very, very quickly. I think Zach Crawley was saying at the end. He'd of the have been day, hurt, by the way. Exactly. He'd have been really pissed you know, off. Crawley was saying at the end of the day. I think he was asked, "We we worried about Joe's form or anything?" And he says, "Well, no. When when he has a couple of low scores, that means he's even more likely to get to get a big one next up. He very, very, he very, very rarely goes on runs like we like we've just seen. He and, he did he did need it though. And you know, if we're looking, if we're relegating this story to stats. Average 25 since Edgbaston going into this game, which is, again, only over six or seven games. Uh, seven games. Nonetheless, player of that quality. Uh, when you see, say, what Kane Williamson's doing, albeit in slightly lower profile games against slightly easier attacks, but nonetheless, you see similar positions in, in their story. Williamson is taking his game to newer heights. Root is as ambitious as they come. He wears it very lightly, but he, he would have he would have been hurting through the, the last few months mm. that he didn't leave his mark on the ashes as, as he would have expected to after that masterful first day and has obviously struggled throughout this this series. So look, it's it's a mark of quality. It's it's the law of averages for sure. Um but the thing that really strikes me, the great players, they just go somewhere else. You see it you know, I'm sounding a bit English and myopic, but you see it with Stokes. He has a di he has a different plane at times, uh, and it's almost like a kind of glazed look comes over their faces, and they are which is so, what Root looked like when he got to I'm three saying. figures. That's what I'm saying. Exactly that that they are so zoned in on 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 that kind of like the secret truth of the universe, mm. right? You know, and only the really really great players could properly mine it when you absolutely have to. Pressure diminishes most people. The great players. Uh, they pick it up and they throw it over their shoulder. Mm. Um, Ozu asks, given that Duckett deserved... Who, all sorry? Ozu. Right. Given that Duckett deserved all the credit for JSWAL's double hundred, does, <laughs> does Cheteswal Pajara deserve the credit for this one 
from Root. Um, <laughs> very nice. Um, that, that was more of the more one of the more outlandish comments yeah. from from this Baz Ballers era, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Yeah. Um, Sibin asks so many different definitions of basball doing the rounds nick knight says it's, a, it's about the best utilization of resources danish kartik says it's about absorbing pressure and transferring pressure when needed many say it's just about um aggressive cricket um we've, we've talked about this before we, we had the author of the basball book on the show um first of all worth saying the team in particular stokes and mccullum hate the term um and I, th- I think the, the the term I think describes how they've empowered players to play the way they feel best suits them, and that looks different for different players. Um, and for Root, he might not have always got the rhythm right, but I think it's in the same way letting folks just do his own thing on a day like today. Um, Tom asks, not to be negative, but England are two hundred two hundred for two since lunch. Mm. Do we think the pitch is flattened out? I worry India would have got. 450. What what did you make of how the pitch played on, on day one? It's an intriguing question. What do you think? Um, I think that whenever we talk about the pitch, you can sometimes fall into the trap of basically just deciding what you think about it, depending on what the score was in that passenger play. Yeah. I think the ball still was shooting low in sessions two and three. Maybe not a great pace. Um, I think Cool Deep in particular, actually, had a few balls that shot low, but the pitch took so much pace out of the ball that it wasn't really threatening. But Jadeja was just firing in stump to stump and he did get balls to shoot low and just folks and, and Root were able to to withstand uh, balls balls that did that. Um, I think, I think you know, England is what, 300 for seven. If they get between 300 and 350, I think that's probably slight, 350 is probably slightly above par on that pitch. Different question as to, Will England be able to get as much out of the pitch as India? Just because if, if India score 400, that doesn't mean this pitch is uh, a 400 par score. Sure. Do, sure. Are England able to get the same out of the pitch as India did? But it, it, batting was really difficult, particularly in that in that first session. So, so there's two bits to it. Clearly, it's a new ball pitch. Uh, Crawley got smashed on the gloves in the first over, I think. Oh, yeah, there were a few balls. Um, but but through his face. Hmm. Uh and he managed to fend it into the leg side. I don't think I've ever seen Crawley do that. Crawley's a brilliant player with the quicks. He always judges the the, the rising ball well. Um, there was up and down bounce. There was appreciable movement. Um, Huge cracks. The, 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 the debutant who will come to in a minute, no doubt. But you know he was getting it to to zip from around the wicket to hold its line and zip past the le- left hander. Obviously, that's how he got duck it out in the first place. Mm. This was happening a lot, uh, and at that point you thought that the pitch was going to maintain that kind of juiciness and liveliness throughout, but it did settle down. It did settle down. And, and it's hard to make a proper call on this one, but it, it reminds me a little bit of the first test match when England got two, four, six, I think. And there were a lot of, you know, stately old hams in the press box, stroking their beards and saying, not a bad score runs on the board, not a bad score runs on the board. And India just went out there and just, just smashed 400 on. Um, and put it into perspective. Uh, I think this pitch is clearly interesting and you're never going to be in on it. And I think it's different to Hyderabad in that Hyderabad took decent turn from day one. This but, but wasn't pitch, so but much... But the bounce was relatively yeah, th- consistent. This is the thing. So sure. it's, it's not... Obviously, the Stokes wicket is the most eye-catching. You know, people... Get forward. A lot of, <laughs> a lot of people uh, in India say uh, pitches in India get too much stick. 
because why do pitches that turn from day one get more criticism than pitches that, that seem? It's nothing to do with turn. Um, Ashwin once went on a famous rant in a press conference um, to a question from an English journalist who basically asked, what do you think about the pitches? And Ashwin responded basically by saying, who defines pitches? What makes a good pitch? Well, the ICC does. Um, and this is from the ICC regulations on pitch um, conditions. It says, it is acceptable for a pitch to offer some degree of turn on the first day of a match, particularly in the subcontinent, but anything more than occasional unevenness of bounce at this stage of the match is not acceptable. Um, and, and, I, and I think it was right on the line today. You really don't want to see balls like the one Stokes had first up. I would argue there was actually quite a lot of uneven bounce, that ball aside in the first session in particular. Um, you mentioned a ball first over from Crawley that shoots up at almost neck high off a length. Um, look at the Pope LBW ball. Look how far that pitch is. That was a how, mad how dismissal. Sh- how short that ball was yeah. to be hitting the top of the stumps with Pope that far down the ground, hitting him on the knee roll. Mm. Um, mm. You know, b- balls were behaving in an inconsistent way. Right. Um, so. Was it behaving like that all day? Probably not. But I think, I, I, I do think that the ball was keeping low for, for much of it. Right. So England have picked two medium paces and two greenhorn spinners. They didn't have any choice. Because poor old Jack Leach has gone home, as we know. And Rahan um, Ahmed, we should mention as well. And Rahan Ahmed has also gone home yeah, for, for personal, for reasons, fa- and, personal family reasons. We and, wish him well. And and England ha- are not calling up a replacement. Um, by the way, Rahan Ahmed would have been useful on this pitch because when you're bowling leg spin, uh, then you're going to get natural variations more so than your finger spinners. Mm. Anyway, be that as it may. Uh, the big question for England is can they, tomorrow, can they hold enough pressure can they because they will create chances all the time even against Rowett and the rest there's going to be chances because of the nature of the pitch but can they maintain the pressure can they be accurate enough and in that respect picking the two seamers in Anderson and Robinson is a good move I think and looking at the pitch in the build-up and hearing what they were talking about there were cracks in it that it was a bit crazy paving a bit up and down I think they were quite smart selections might be proved totally wrong but I think they were quite smart selections and somebody like Robinson who bowls cutters in particular very well obviously Anderson we know what we're going to get I think they could be very useful coming from that kind of height Robinson is six foot four five coming from that kind of height bowling cutters here and there taking the pace off, trying to just do little bits with the ball, hit a crack here and there. I think he could be quite useful on that track. And the other one that's particularly key for me is Hartley, because again, if you're bowling from that kind of height, release points, alert, blah, blah, blah. If you bowl from that kind of height, on that kind of pitch, then some are going to spit and some are going to zip. And you saw it with Jadeja, who was hard to play at times in that evening session. Hartley is your key man tomorrow, I think. But he's just a boy. Yeah, and we've it, seen him bowl well in this series, and we've seen him struggle a bit. He mm. bowled actually very well in the first innings of the previous but, test yeah, match, yeah, so that did. bodes well. Yeah, but but throughout this series up until now, with these spinners, every day is a school day for them, and you and you think, all right, well, you just go out there and become a little bit better by six o'clock mm. tomorrow. Series on the line, and Tom Hartley's your main man. He's your main spinner. Uh, and Joe's not going to bowl that much, you wouldn't have thought, because of what he's done today. So it's all eyes on 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 the left arm spinner. Mm. And Bashir is an interesting selection in his slipstream. And mm. um, England will be feeling chipper, uh, but I just think it's going to be a great cricket match. Mm. I think it's no, just, I, I agree. Whenever a team on a on a pitch with a bit of juice gets three hundred to three fifty, 
that tends between two evenly matched sides. I'm not saying that they are necessarily, but you know what I mean. Mm. England have done well to get to this point. It's just going to be a great game, this one. Yeah, and go what, right down to the wire. And what you said about Robinson is bang on, I think. Five of the seven wickets today fell to seam. Um, and I think that we mentioned it on the preview pod, that if there is inconsistent bounce, your taller bowler is going to get going to expose that most. And, and Robinson is the tallest bowler on display. Um, you know, I mentioned Kuldeep earlier. He wasn't really used today. I, I wonder if India knew how the pitch would play. Actually, Aksar who is taller, you know, we talk about, we took the piss out of the release height chat before the series, but actually it was for pitches like this that these two were picked, particularly Bashir. And I'm really interested to see how, how those three tall bowlers go tomorrow, Robinson, Bashir and Hartley. Um, Because I think that India have played England's young spinners very well in the last two test matches on flatter pitches. They didn't play them very well in the most comparable conditions to this, which was the fourth innings at Hyderabad. So, as, as well as that battle has gone for India in the last two test matches, I don't think it's a given that it'll go as well tomorrow when they eventually get out there to bat. Yeah. Um, to, for Root to get to his 100, he was he was very well supported by by Folks and, and Robinson in particular. Um, on Folks, he's got a sneakily good record of being part of big partnerships under Stokes. So it's his 13th test match in the Stokes era. He's been part of six 100-run stands. Um, he's been part of both of England's two biggest stands this series, even mm. though it's felt like he's not had a very good series with the bat. I thought this one had echoes of the stand he had with Stokes at Old Trafford against yeah. Africa, where yeah. it was a game after they got thrashed and they knuckled down in tricky conditions. And, and actually, got 100. He got 100 in that game, but also like actually batted in quote-unquote unbasable um, way. Um, also put on 100-odd with folks, uh, with Root, sorry, um, to win the game against New Zealand at, at Lords. Um so yeah, it's a really important knock because I think he's a, he's a better player than what we've seen with a bat so far this series. Bob asks, what do you think makes folks such good, um, such a good second fiddle? His batting with a tail isn't great, but he so often helps the set batter at the other end. He's intriguing, really, with the bat, and I think he's he's, he's an intriguing figure within it all because he he holds a sort of unique place really in English cricket. He recognises himself as he said himself that he's not really of the mould, of the current mould. Um, there's something very old-fashioned about the way that he plays. Even his, the dimensions of his, I mean, him as a cricketer are meant to be sort of antiquated. You know, players that come through now are sort of bat keepers. They often open the bat and they always whack white balls and then they catch them as well. St- uh, folks is drawn from, from a different, uh, different age, uh, which makes him so lovable and persuasive for so many people uh he needs a statement innings and he was so close to it mm. today because if that innings had been 70 odd in the context of that game that is a real statement innings that is a more, more significant innings even than the 100 he did make at old trafford which is one of two hundreds i think he's made in obviously famously he made one on his debut in that sri lanka series that we mentioned earlier um Top score of 13 in the first innings across this series up until now. So he needed a score in the first innings where he, far more important first innings runs. He needed it, got it, almost, almost. Mm. And he just relaxed for a moment. He played really well in the previous over. It was just the right time to change the tempo because he'd nudged and nerdled and played safe and done okay, done well, done really well. But 
Then he went after Ashwin a little bit, and it was a calculated attack, and there was no one out deep, and the ball was there, middle and leg, and he just worked his hands, and he's a crisp hitter of the ball when he wants to be. Then he swept a couple of fours, and there was a really smart... That was Baz Ball-esque, because mm. there was absorbing pressure. I think it was Nick Knight that you... No, it was Kartik who made that comment. It was a good one. It's, a, it's right. It's so overly simplistic to think that people just go out there and whack it. It's not that. It's about absorbing pressure and then working out when to, when to hit. So strategically really smart but then he just relaxed a little bit and limply chipped one to straight mid wicket mm. 47 context of the game perhaps massive absolutely huge yeah perhaps absolutely massive huge. but for his own story he still needs to convince the management and himself that in this cluttered uh sort of waiting room of keeper bats of which England have millions waiting to go he still has to convince himself that he's worthy of, of, of batting number seven in a team that wants to be right up there in the, mm. among the best in the world. Is he, he's still not quite there with the bat. That's the, that's the reality mm. of it. Uh, and I'm speaking from sort of what you sense from the England's management perspective, you know, because he will always be the darling of, of, of the, the people uh, with due reason. But he needs an innings to, to just make it clear an, em mm. an emphatic first innings statement knock. And he was so close to it today. Yeah, I, I, people, people listening to this might think, hang on, what are we doing? You know, almost questioning folks after he plays an innings so important today. But I think the point is that England's top seven for the Ashes didn't include folks in it. And even with this knock today, he had an opportunity to force a really difficult question for the England management. Had he got a 70-plus score today... Um, that would have put real pressure on England to, to almost make a decision. What do you do for the first test of the summer? I guess similar to how it was last summer. And as, as important as this innings was in this match, I don't think it's changed his relationship there and, and his, his, his place in the And, in the and, and what I was saying earlier about him, he knows it himself, right or wrong. This is not about justice. This is about the reality. And he has said himself in interviews with people in this room and many others, Every game I get uh, is a bonus. He says he's got to a certain point in his career. He's He's been around a long time. Every game I get in this test team is a bonus because he's come to accept that that's his place in it. Um, the frustration for his, his many fans, of which I'm one, is that he was so near to it today. Mm. So near to it. Um, there are still three more knocks in this series. Um, and that innings today will give him a massive amount of faith that that he can he can really hold down his position in this side. But mm. you're right, come May or June, in fact, July, July it's going to be ages. <laughs> a lot of water under the bridge there. When Brooke does come back into the side immediately, then England will, will have a very, very difficult decision to make. Yeah. Well, that's it for part one. In part two, we'll talk about India and in particular, their debutant, Akash Deep. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Priceline. 
It was one hell of a first hour from Akash. So he bowls Crawley off a no ball, gets stuck it with a peach, gets poked two balls later, and then knocks out Crawley's off stump before drinks. Um, what are your first impressions of him as a as a test cricketer? Uh, quick at you, insistent, got a really good inducker, cleans up Crawley through the gate twice. Uh, only one of them legit, legitimately. Uh, he looked like he has enough pace to be a test match bowler. Um, also, enough gumption and, and you know and enough balls really to to not be made timid by the occasion. His first ball was bang on off stump against Duckett, who had to get right in behind it, or else it would have taken his off stump out. Dreamlike, mm. three for in the first hour, bowled a long spell as well. Came back with the new ball, got with the old ball, got a bit of reverse, quite a lot of reverse actually. By that point, Joe was ensconced, so you know nothing doing there. But uh, looked, looked the real deal. And at twenty-seven, with Mohammed Shami, who's a bit broader and a slightly taller, but bowls a similar kind of pace and a similar sort of sort of seam-heavy kind of style. With Shami getting old. Um, he could have a chance, without a doubt. Yeah. He could have a chance, and, and an amazing origin story as well, which has been a feature of this new collective of Indian cricketers. Yeah, hundred percent. So, oh yeah, I think the Shami comparison is is definitely a good one. Um, I think like Shami, Shami has the away swinger, obviously this dream like away swinger, which I didn't see an enormous amount of. Yeah, but I guess the comparison is Shami is so good against left handers, and and yeah. deep at this point, at least from what we saw today, his I guess stock arc of the ball is into the right-hander and away to the left-hander. So the ball he got, duck it out. I can see him taking so many wickets against left-handers. Um, he averages, he's 27, but he only made his first-class debut about four years ago. Um, he's been near the top of the Ranji wicket-taking lists ever since he got in. And he had a really good series against England Lions for India A. And he got kept on getting Lees out, got Jennings out a couple of times, got Mousley, Rue. So he's going to have a lot of success against left-handers, and you alluded to his, his amazing story. So I think it's quite fitting that he's making his test debut here at Ranchi. So Ranchi, uh, first of all, is, is is very close to where um, Deep is brought up um, in a state called Bihar um, that doesn't have a, a test venue. But Ranchi is also MS Dhoni's home stadium. And one of Dhoni's great legacies as a, as a international cricketer and an Indian cricketer is that he sort of was the champion of cricketers making it from the outposts of Indian cricket. So many of Indian India's greats are from the um, big locations, Chennai, Mumbai, Kolkata, etc. Um, and Dhoni sort of flew the flag for the guys from the, the smaller cities. And India has a lot of smaller cities that still have a million people in them. Uh, so I think it's quite fitting that Deep made his debut at the at Dhoni's home. Um, but also like an incredible individual story in that um, like he, he played, he basically played cricket when he was a kid um, without telling his parents because they're like, "What are you doing? No one from here makes." So there was no concert. culture of cricket at all where he grew up. Not, in- not really. So, so his home state of Bihar didn't have a first class team from two thousand and four to two thousand eighteen, um, which, which is where where he was from and w- when he was growing up. Um, he had uh, went through a lot. He lost his dad and his older brother when he was a teenager. Um, when that happened, he moved to Delhi to move in with his sister to p- pursue a career in cricket. Then he went to the other side of the country, moved to Kolkata um, again to, to tra- sort of make it, to try and make it as a cricketer. Even when he first got into the Bengal setup, he got a stress fracture, so he was out for a bit. 
Um, and then eventually got an opportunity at 22, just about to turn 23, and basically hasn't looked back. He's in the IPL, doesn't play a lot, but he's part of the RCB setup. But he's the sort of player you can see instantly. You can see why he has more success with the red ball than the white ball. He was very, very accurate today. And it was interesting comparing how he bowled to Siraj. Siraj, interesting cricketer. I find him very interesting in that when he's good, almost irresistible. Um, he's got a great fight, love his spirit. But sometimes, especially when Boomer is not playing, no Shami, I think he gives away a lot of a lot of easy runs. You know, England... Um, you know, we'll see what we what we think of the pitch tomorrow after India had a bat on it. But in difficult conditions in the in the first couple of hours, gives England a lot of easy runs. Sort of get, gets them off to a to a head start. Um, he didn't really adapt to conditions. He was looking to swing the ball a lot, and it wasn't really one of those pitches. Just you you want to slam it on a length and then try and find any sort of inconsistency um, that you can. Uh, he was very good with the reverse swinging ball. Get gets folks gets Hartley with an absolute beauty. But you know. He, Siraj has been around for a while and I think he does his job, his role very well, but he probably hasn't taken that step up that would make him um, one of the world's very best. I think he's very much in that rung below, which is fine. He's very good. But um, I think given his um, qualities, I think... He's a really good third seamer. Exactly. You know, when you're going to Australia, South Africa, England, and the big two are fit, Shami and, and obviously the great man having him come in at coming in after them bustling in getting in your getting in your face getting under the grill changing the the moment changing the tempo a little bit of the day he's great to to do that but you're right to hang a hang an attack on him is 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 perhaps challenging uh, but he he has his moments he reminds me of a youngish stuart broad actually mm. uh, that there are there's a lot of personality in what he does and that sometimes... You still want him on your team. For sure. You 100% sure. want him on your team. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes that personality compensates for offering a few up there, you know, mm. and, and not being quite as effortlessly incisive as the slightly more talented bowler at the other end. Mm. Uh, but what he sometimes perhaps lacks in metronomic accuracy and out-and-out -out pace, he makes up for in bundles of personality. Mm. He's great to watch. And as you say, you want him in your team. Um, <clears throat> can we just mention in the brackets, Zach Crawley played the greatest shot I've ever seen off yeah. him. Um, uh, it reminded me of a fella called Ian Botham from, yeah, from a long time ago. Him, yeah. uh, stood there and just got tall on it and just smashed it about 95 metres over long on and then just turned away and just sort of prodded the pitch. It came out of nowhere. It was an absolute freak show. Freak show of a shot. If, if anyone hasn't seen any highlights of it, please just go and find yeah, it. I it will have to be out there. It is one of those jaw droppers. The highlights won't do justice, I don't think, to, to that To over. the build-up. So, yeah, so, so exactly. Eng England at that point, is it, is, this is totally crucial in, in how this, the shot should be framed. England are 18 for none off six overs. It's an uncharacteristically sedate start from Duckett and Crawley. Um, Deep in particular is beating the bat basically every other ball. Siraj is, is bowling pretty well at this point. And then Siraj bowls three balls in a row that are just a bit too full. First one crunched uh, through mid-off. Next ball just to the right of mid-on. And the next one flicks through mid-wicket. And then he gets his length right. But Crawley's already had a wander down the pitch and he... Um, whips him over mid-wicket for six. And Crawley was asked about that shot at the end of the day by Graham Swad, and he said, yeah, it was doing a lot. And I thought there'd be a ball with my name on it, so I thought I might as well have a go here. 
um, which is which is brilliant. It, 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 it was a Crawley and Excelsis inning. Yeah, it? Really forty-two was. or forty-three, really bowled really up no ball. It's a shot that I'll never forget, literally. <laughs> and then cleaned up with a ball that he should have just blocked at his yeah. feet. You know, still trying um, to punch it past mid off standard but, stuff. But I think eleven that, overs in and he's out. But it, in, in the context of how the pitch was in that first couple of hours. Um, Pretty handy contributions from both him and Bester. Actually, Bester looked really good. Uh, 38 of 35. Got some criticism for his shot sweeping Ashwin, but I thought that is really one I think is difficult to criticise given that is exactly how he was making his runs as well. He wasn't veering away from what was working. It was very much part of, of, of his method um, and probably looked as good as he has done since the first test of the series. S- similar to folks, really, because Besto clearly needs a score, desperately needs a score, really, and maybe half an hour away from mm. making it you know a 60 70 in that scenario in that situation would have been absolutely priceless mm. um what do you what do you think of of how Rowett managed the day i thought there were times when could have made life trickier for folks in particular there were times when you know, folks was like 31 of 117 and you you just had one or two men around the bat you know it wasn't until that ash went over when folks had literally been batting for oh, oh, i think it over batted for more than a session at that point, did he really play a shot in anger? Yeah. And, and and it felt like it was he made he could have made life a little bit more difficult for for England. Yeah, possibly. Um, and perhaps you know go to the short ball option with Siraj in the middle of the day when a bit of uneven bounce, but things aren't really things are ambling along. Possibly. Uh, I don't know if it's fair to say that he, he lets the game drift at times. I don't know really. I haven't really got that impression throughout this series because the game has moved along a pace. Mm. It's been peculiar to watch England lose two wickets in two sessions and go <laughs> wicketless throughout a whole session for the first time in the series because something is always happening. And so then as a captain, you just wait for them to make the, for their, their next move. Uh, so perhaps, but then I think Root has the, has that ability to make a captain look lethargic mm. when in, perhaps they're trying many, many things, but his wrists are so perfect when he's on it that he just finds the gaps regardless. Mm. And it looks like you're sitting back, but it's because of the the brilliance of the player that you're coming up against. No, I don't know. I'm not. I didn't no, get that sense when yeah, I was watching it. It's, it's a fair point. On the, the new ball was interesting. Not to take yeah, it. Yeah, that, that's ta- true. That's true. I, I thought there was, there was to go. basically nothing to lose. Nothing in, to in, lose. In Seven having, down. Yeah. Two two seventy going into that last. You yeah. Know, and the difference between three forty, three fifty, and three hundred all out could be massive in this. And game. also, I know that Siraj bowled a long spell with with the old ball, so he he would have been. Pretty knackered. But by even the time. if you, even if it's exactly. Jadeja, even if it's exactly. Jadeja bowling five overs with the new one, um, so you know the counterpoint, I guess, is that it might go the distance a bit more, a bit more pace on the ball, but off the bat. But I don't know. I, I would have certainly taken it immediately mm. at that mm. point. They got through the overs quick. They, it's not like it was an extra half hour, and they're mm. playing a two and a half hour session. So a bit more energy in the legs mm. should have taken it. Mm. So in that respect, I think I can see the point. Um, well, once again, an amazing first day of a an absolute match. cracker, like yes, genuinely yes, brilliant. Um, not for the first time this series. Huge first hour tomorrow. I reckon it's Wee, one to get Claxon. get your four a four a.m. alarms set for. I I, um, I I don't think England are going to hang around tomorrow morning. By the way, I think the new ball will be taken. Um, I think they'll be cleaned up relatively quickly because they've got two number elevens. By the way, mm. in Bashir and and Jimmy. So so. Unless Robinson, who's useful and is due a proper significant scoring, this is pretty significant. You know, it is already hung around for a very long time. But he's never made a fifty, but he's good enough to make the odd fifty in Test cricket. Could happen, but my 
expectation mm. is that England get knocked over relatively mm. quick. Within but the I think if, even if England do, then it's all how, it's, it's how, Engl- how England go with the new ball tomorrow is so important. So yeah. I think whatever happens tomorrow morning, it, it is an absolutely enormous session and it will be extremely watchable. Um, cheers to your time, Phil. Cheers, listeners. We'll be back at exactly the same time tomorrow. Podcast Network.